Welcome to the Zeitgeist, fellas. This episode is Curb Your Enthusiasm. My name is Jimmy, and I had a crush on and almost dated a girl who knew that I watched Curb Your Enthusiasm when I was in high school. Her mom likes me because she knew that Curb was an intelligent show, and she thought I was mature for my age. And now that girl is married and pregnant, and I'm single. (laughs) My name is Dan, and I recently ate a $53 crab. My name is Jeff, and I once hiccuped, sneezed, burped, and farted at the same time. I fell out of my chair and laid on the floor for a couple minutes to mentally recover. <laughs> I'm surprised it didn't cause you to like have a An daytime aneurysm. nocturnal emission or that. It, it hurt every part of my body. I think there I were other imagine. things that happened, but I can't remember. I remember the chair <laughs> I was sitting in, the desk I was sitting in, the room I was in. I literally, it was like a desk chair that spun, and it had no arms, and it happened, and I was like, <laughs> and my body just as in locked. And I just fell on the floor and I was like, what just happened? And I didn't even move. I was afraid. I was like, am I being attacked? By you actually aliens? had a seizure. I don't think that was. I was in a classroom senior year in high school and a girl had a seizure. It was a computer lab and she was just like, and she fell on the ground. And like this one girl started crying. And then this other guy looked at the girl that was crying. I was like, don't worry. She's just dead. And me and this other kid, laughed. we laughed. Like at first we were like, oh my God, Jen fell. Is she okay? And then, oh, then we just laugh. We're like, she He's on the floor like gah, 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 oh, and we're just laughing <laughs> That's so messed up bad person right there yeah, yeah no we were very bad people back then very very bad people speaking of bad people like the transition guys we're talking about one of our favorite shows of all time it's great here. it's great yeah this is we're doing this because season 11 is coming out this month we, we as of recording we don't know a date sometime in october it's, it's very out. much in the cultural zeitgeist. Sorry, Dad. It's Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's everyone's favorite social assassin, Larry David. Yeah. Former co-creator and head writer of Seinfeld. Uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm. Whoever thought that it would last longer than Seinfeld. Yeah. Yeah. More Crazy. seasons, yeah. longer amount of time because HBO is just like, do it whenever you want. Larry I know. David. Larry David has no rules. It's so yeah. good. It's and weird that the older he gets, the faster he makes them, though. That's true. Because there was like there a was, five year gap there between was, a couple there seasons. There was two gaps that were very long. Yes. That stretched it out. But yeah, this episode, we all like it. It's a zeitgeist episode. There's no real rules. We just each picked an episode to talk about. It's like yes. Outback Steakhouse, guys. No rules, just right. We each picked one of our favorite episodes. Yeah, uh, I, I instantly picked the Schmohawk episode. Because, I knew that. Because I was one. like, 
I say it all the time. It's my favorite thing to say. I, do I didn't too. realize how little it appeared in once in twice. the rat dog episode. Well, this is the first appearance. It shows up later, and I thought they were all one episode. Oh, the flashback. The flashback. I wanted to pick that one because that was the one where he couldn't get the scissors out of the thing. You needed to cut the package open. Yeah. You needed. Scissors. Oh, I was referring to when he met the woman whose husband. It's all the same episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was killed because he said Schmohawk. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I thought too. So this one, it was still a good episode. It was. Yeah, this is this is in the season season six I believe, and this is the season where Leon shows. Leon wasn't even in for half the series. I know, like it's so honestly, crazy to think of. Curb your enthusiasm, in my opinion, just didn't exist before Leon. Like no, it, it was it's, still very good. it's very good, but like Leon brought so much to it. Yeah, in my this, opinion. A lot happened in this episode. There's a lot of storylines going on, and yeah. when you're watching them, when you, when we're trying to like take notes and dissect it, it seems like a lot. Oh yeah, but yeah. it's. I never felt that well, way. When you watch it, you think it's pretty clever and that all the things, you know, everything ties together. together yeah. yeah. I mean, this is like sort of the culmination of what um, Larry David and Larry Charles, who directs a lot of these episodes, he was also a Seinfeld director. Yes, he was. Mm. It's the culmination of what they were doing in Seinfeld, which is like creating all these subplots and then having them linked together. Yes. And a this story, is just B like story. Right. So this one, and this is like Leon's going ABC on an interview and stories. Yes. Uh, Vivica A. Fox's character is going on an interview. Cheryl is sick. They need a new toaster. There's uh, Tim Meadows. Girlfriend is deaf. Yep. Uh, they're going. Yeah. They're going to a, a grease play. There's just so much going on mm -hmm. at the same exact time. And yeah, I'm just going to shout out some yeah. stuff that was like memorable to be memorable. And uh, I mean, uh, for me, even though like this is not one of the main plots, Jeff talked about like needing a new toaster. You can't pause toast. That's like <laughs> one of my favorite parts. Yeah. Uh, Larry is trying can't to help out it. Cheryl, who's sick and she wants toast and he's in a hurry to get out of the house. <laughs> he runs downstairs and uh, Leon is in the process of making toast and he ejects it and he's like, He's like, I'm just going to get Cheryl's toast in here. She wants some wheat toast. And he's like, yeah, but come on, man. I've invested a lot of time in this toast. That's a great line. <laughs> and he's like, so you pick it up where you left off. He's like, it doesn't work like that. You can't pause toast, Larry. Oh, it's so I good. You can. You can, right? You can you pause, can pause toast. toast. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's a good experiment. Maybe you could do it. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of great stuff here. I mean, there's this whole big mis miscommunication between Larry and uh, the deaf woman. Um, I guess Larry says something about how her dog looks like half rat. Yeah. And she's, she's offended by yeah, that. She takes offense by it and she starts walking away and Larry just starts yelling at her. Oh, that is, is such a great <laughs> like <laughs> dumb so guy good. trying yeah, to like understand deaf how deafness works. He, <laughs> even like when he's talking to her, he knows that she reads lips. So he is like <laughs> super enunciating everything. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. Larry goes to apologize to her husband, played by Tim Meadows, who's great yeah. as a straight man. And in the process of washing his hands in the men's room. Calls him a sea sucker. Yeah, he yeah. accidentally uh, swears at him with his, with his hand signals. Yeah. I mean, a lot of this episode is just about misinterpretation. Yeah, and yeah. it's so funny. This is at a time like right well, before iPhones. Series. When yes. um, all flip phones look the same. Yeah. And Larry <laughs> yeah. and... <laughs> 
Leon, Leon, Leon switch phones. Phone. And it's, it's a classic misunderstanding yeah. uh, that turns out very funny. I think one of the funniest things in this is Larry takes Chris Farley's brother on a yep. date. Kevin Farley. To, yeah. to see a Grease play. And <laughs> just he, how that comes a, about. It's just so dumb. He's an exterminator. And then they go to the play. And then this death lady's also at the play. And she brings the rat dog. And the rat dog escapes. And then Chris Farley's brother jumps up and steps on it because he thinks it's a rat. So the whole thing is he just murders a dog with his foot. And then it cuts to them walking back to his house. I'm like, oh, how, did, did you have a good night? And he's like, well, we didn't get to see the play. It's so fun. Something that, like, if anybody stepped on a dog and killed it, it would be, like, a life-changing event. And they're just like, yeah, that was kind of a bummer. <laughs> There's, like, so many weird things in this episode. There's also an entire subplot that we left out where Larry pays for his father to get a rub and tug at masseuse. <laughs> And he falls in love with her. Love with her. <laughs> so good. I also love the fact that Larry's trying to come on to Cheryl while she's sick. And he's talking to Jeff about it. I just love the camaraderie between sick Larry sex. and Yeah. I love the camaraderie between Jeff and Larry. <laughs> he's like, Larry's like, you know, she's in bed. And Jeff's like, I totally get it. And it's like, nobody gets it. Like, it's just <laughs> Larry, Jeff and Larry starts out like rubbing her shoulders. And you can see the look on his face change. And he just grabs onto her boob. And she's like, really, Larry? Are you trying to come on to me while I'm sick? And he's yeah. Like, I don't know. Is this happening? Yeah, so good. There's also some great dialogue. I love when the exterminator goes to pick Larry up to go to the play and he's in a suit. And it's like he's and Larry's walking down the stairs perfectly like a straight. Prom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Leon's like, hey, Larry, I got, I got Mike here for you. <laughs> he's like, I'll be right down. And then they're having the awkward like dad and date conversation. <laughs> yeah. He's like, it's a nice house you got here. Uh, how was the traffic coming over? <laughs> and then Larry comes down the stairs and Mike's like, you look really nice. <laughs> and it's never played for laughs like Leon doesn't make any homophobic jokes or anything yeah but yeah I guess we should talk about you obviously picked this because of Schmohawk yeah we should talk about that how they're all in the car together I think Larry and his dad and somebody else the gay fox I forget yes the that's right name. And then Larry, well, somebody like cuts him off. And he calls him a schmohawk. A schmohawk, yeah. <laughs> and then Larry's dad is like, oh, I taught that. Yeah, I, t- I taught him that. <laughs> yeah. So we should say also, because it's just a funny thing in the term, long-term run of the show, is that like Vivica A. Fox and Leon and her, uh, their her kids. Or, yeah, yeah, they got displaced by Hurricane Sandy. Yeah, Hurricane Katrina. Hurricane Katrina They're from New Orleans. Insane. And their last name is Black. Meet the Blacks was the yeah. season premiere. Anyways, so they end up like Cheryl offers to let them stay there. This was a thing that really happened because America sucks. Yes. Uh, and eventually, like, the family left and, like, resumed their lives. But Leon just stayed. He just <laughs> yeah. decided to stay. And he go, he lasts through, like, the divorce, the reconciliation, moving, everything. Right. I think the show is just like, it's yeah, the Larry Jeff Leon show. We should yes, say, uh, what's his name? Who plays Leon? J.B. J.B. Smooth. He's just so good that I think the show was like, OK, so we can't lose him. So yeah. we'll just figure out how to bring him along. Right. Yeah. He basically becomes like his roommate and stuff, too. When Cheryl leaves. Yeah. Oh, Jimmy, so you good. picked an episode later on called Seinfeld. Yes, I did. First of all, I remember watching this. I think this was the first season that I watched as it was airing. Which one? The um, Seinfeld, reunion? The Seinfeld reunion. It yeah. was the whole season. It was yes. a story arc. Um, I was never. I'm still not a huge fan of Seinfeld. I think it's great, but like <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, I know. Dumb response. Um, but I do love Curb. Um, but this entire season, I just thought was like fantastic. But I did pick this because of. Do you respect what? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I say it all the time. Yeah, I say it to my wife. She puts so down good. drinks. Even even low quality wood. I was like, you don't respect wood. <laughs> Lindsay doesn't respect wood. She's not a wood respecter. Oh, and now, man. but now she's I have forced posters to, all over my house. Because yeah. whenever she goes to put a drink down, she's like, I oh, respect wood. And then she puts a coaster under it. Yeah. Um, 
a great uh, subplot of this episode, I think, in my opinion, is Mocha Joe. Yeah. Uh, I forgot as, this was the Mocha Joe episode. The yeah. birth of, of an, an enemy, basically. Yep. It lasts for several seasons. It's basically his It was a story arc of last season. The entire... He, Larry yep. opened up the coffee shop just spite to spite shop. Mocha Joe. Yeah. Yep. He opened the spite store. Oh, man. So good. As soon as he showed up, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Mocha Joe. Um, yeah, that's great. He's, he's trying to do... Um, he asked uh, Mocha Joe to do a favor for him. So he was like, hey, can you just bring these jumper cables back to my thing and um, back to my office? And Which then, Mocha Joe was already going there. Yeah. So Mocha Joe was just sort of like <laughs> standing there awkwardly. He's like, oh, you, you just need me to bring these over here? He's like, yeah, if you could just bring these over to the office. And I'm, then, I'm with Team team Larry on this. We're all, I think we're all on Larry, Larry completed his task. He went to the place. It's not his fault it was closed. He did everything oh. he could. It's so not a fair. It's not I'm, a fair trade. I'm Team Mocha Joe until that point. Yes. I believe that Larry should have tipped him. That's uh, what Mocha Joe was waiting for. I don't think so. No, dude. The thing is though that you don't realize, like in rich that culture, like that, yeah. exactly. Everything. I guess tip. Larry's so. super rich, and they're working on a Hollywood lot, like producing a TV show. There's a lot of money changing hands. Yeah. Mocha Joe probably expected a tip for like anything besides giving someone a cup of coffee. I guess so. This episode also highlights Susie Essman's character. Yep. Yes. Uh, oh no, Susie. Yeah. Jeff Jeff Garland's wife. She's yes. great. Like when Larry goes to confront, um, what he he's talking to Jeff about uh, the the wood stain. Yes. He's like, "Oh, you got what's what's this right here?" <laughs> like, I don't know, it's a coffee ring. And then Susie comes in and they start yelling. And Larry does that like he's yelling, but like not. He's, I I saw the yeah. ring. <laughs> he's just so animated. And Susie just feeds off of it. I mean, and she this does this like, probably like three times a season. Yeah and, yeah. and this show is like it is partially improvised and they're just both such oh, yeah. funny people. Yeah. <laughs> Got in my house. <laughs> she's like, she's like, Jeff, did you call the sprinkler guy? You told me about it 10 minutes ago. I'm going to call him. <laughs> His response is so great. I'm glad that you brought up improvisation because there's another yeah. section in here that is clearly improvised and it's one of my favorite dumb throwaway lines of the show, which is when Larry is arguing with Mocha Joe and Jerry is standing there as well. Yes, I know uh, exactly who you're talking about. Mocha Joe's like, it's not a favor, Larry. You went there. You came back with no coffee. It doesn't help me. It's not a favor. And Larry is screaming, E for effort. E for effort, Mocha Joe. <laughs> and he's like, E for effort. And Mocha Joe goes, F for favor, Larry. And Jerry, for no reason, who's just enjoying this argument, goes, C for coffee. <laughs> there are several, like, things with... I love when Jerry just, like, he's just smiling, walking into this confrontation because he knows it's just yeah, a classic it's just Larry. Entertaining and I didn't him. know if that was, like, the character or just Jerry Seinfeld just yeah. enjoying the moment. Oh, I yeah. think in his real life, he started hanging out with Larry just to watch the drama unfold. Right. Uh, so uh, that feels like imp improvisation. Like Jerry just thought, safer coffee. <laughs> uh, also, I love Jason Alexander playing a heightened asshole version of himself. Yeah, yeah. He writes a so book good. called Acting Without Acting, and Jerry <laughs> breaks it down. He's like, "So you're acting? So you basically you could call the book Acting, acting with Acting." acting. <laughs> and then they call it a pamphlet, which is uh, great yeah. too because that's it's like thirty pages long or something. To pull the perspective a little bit backwards, the arc of this season is that Larry and Cheryl have gotten divorced and Larry wants to rekindle the romance. And the way he decides he's going to do that is he wants Cheryl to see him when he was at his best, which is when he was making <laughs> Seinfeld. Yeah. He was in charge running this whole show. Uh, 
He was at the height of his powers. And not only that, but Cheryl's a wannabe. She wants to get back into acting. So Larry decides to cast her as a part in the show. It'll give them a chance to be together and she'll see him at his best. Uh, The plan kind of falls apart, but at the last minute, he sort of bears his soul and like says like, I was doing this all for Cheryl. And she like overhears that. It warms her heart. The show kind of comes to a happy ending. They end up getting together to watch the finale, which neither of them have taken part in. <laughs> which is yeah. funny. The reunion. And uh, they're like cozying up. They're going to kiss all this stuff. And then it's ruined by Larry, who sees the, the coffee ring on the table. All right. She wants to kiss him. And he's like, do you respect Wood? <laughs> and she's like, I don't know. I guess it's not a big deal, Larry. And he's like, I need you to call. I need you to call Julia right now. She's like, I'm, I'm not going to do that, Larry. And he's like, yeah, just 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 call her. Just tell her it was you. And she's like, Larry, I, I don't want to do that. And you could see her whole body language change. <laughs> yeah. It's over. The next season starts and they're completely separated. Yeah. yeah. But this also, this episode came out like, I don't know. <coughs> let it out, Dan. About 12 or 13 years after Seinfeld. And it's been like 10 years since this episode. I so know, it's crazy. It's crazy when you think about that. But like it was it was a big deal because, I mean, it's not mm-hmm. a Seinfeld episode. But it's a Seinfeld episode. It's very meta, but it was also super fulfilling as a diehard yeah, Seinfeld fan because sure. you get more of like some of these great moments. Yeah. yeah. Like, I just love like stupid shit. Like uh, when they're like saying that uh, 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 George is getting back with his ex-wife and Elaine's like, get out. And she slaps <laughs> Jerry. I'm like, oh, I missed that. Yeah. Dan, what yeah. episode did you have us watch? I picked Palestinian Chicken. Yes, you did. This was a lot better than I remembered. Yeah. Like you brought it up, and I was sort of like, I kind of remember. I this, remembered but- it, but when I was watching, I was like, Oh yeah, this is very funny. Yeah, there's a lot of funny moments in this sh- this episode, but really, like the thing that jumped out to me is I love Bob Einstein. Uh, the yeah. actor who portrays yeah. Mark Funkhauser. Uh, He's like one of my favorite piece. supporting characters. He passed away. He definitely left a hole in the show. Yeah. Uh, and he's a big part of this episode. Uh, he basically went to Jerusalem, went to Israel and had like a religious awakening and is now a more <laughs> devout Jew. It's just really funny. Like uh, everyone in this show is Jewish, uh, but not really. <laughs> and when he yeah. starts actually practicing, he's like a freak of nature. They don't know how to accept it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, Larry and Jeff, his manager, have decided to try this Palestinian restaurant that supposedly makes the best chicken around, even though it's controversial because they're very open about their disregard for Israel and anti-Semitism. Yeah. Uh, But they fall in love with the chicken. Uh, They convince Funkhauser to go with them. And he's like, you know what? (laughs) It maybe this is the start. Maybe this is how we have peace. But he's wearing a yarmulke, and Larry's like, "You can't go in there Don't with that." Don't go in, yeah. He's like, "Oh, what do you mean? This is I have freedom. I'm I'm a proud Jew." And Larry's like, "No, you can't." And of course, it escalates to a physical altercation <laughs> because that's what Larry does. And he's yeah. trying to rip the yarmulke off Funkhauser's head. And Bob Einstein's performance is so great. It's like, "You do not touch my yarmulke." <laughs> you could tell he's trying to be reserved because he's in public, but he's like, "Get away, Larry!" <laughs> yeah. But the best part about that, the payoff, is that everyone from the Palestinian yep. chicken place was watching this entire altercation. Through the window. And they're, they, they cheered him clapping. on. Yeah. And, so and good. The owner of the restaurant comes up to Larry and she's like, she's a very attractive woman. Yeah. And she's like, you a Jew, yes? And then throughout <laughs> the episode, like, Larry brings a chicken to, like, was it, his doctor? Or like a lawyer. He had a no, meeting with to somebody. the uh, rabbi. The rabbi, yeah. Oh, yeah. But Funk then she, rabbi. she like sees the logo. She's like, is that Alibaz chicken? And in my head, I'm like, 
Nobody would care. People would just say, oh, that's chicken. Or they would just see it as food. Yeah. And then it was also, like, it's like super inappropriate to sit there and eat like well, yeah, half of a chicken with your hands. But then I was office. like, oh, no, people do because my mom did that once. Oh, yeah. We went to the <laughs> there's this Indian place we always used to go to. My mom loves it. All of a sudden, one day they had like a prayer on a TV and we leave and she's like, Jeffrey, are they Muslim? And I was like. I would assume so. <laughs> oh, we can't eat here. Why? Because you're a freaking Christian crazy person? Yeah. Uh, so basically, the payoff of this is that the woman is attracted to the fact that he's Jewish, but tried to rip off Funkhauser's Jew hat. <laughs> and uh, they end up hooking up and having very violent anti-Semitic sex, <laughs> which Funkhauser overhears. <laughs> Funkhauser's just sitting in the chair, just listening to it. He's just... <laughs> Because he like, like reserved, obviously like at the hated floor. it, but wanted to stay to confront Larry. <laughs> Larry comes trotting down the stairs in his bathrobe. Like, hey, look, look who it is! <laughs> so good. Larry's just proud of it. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, but you the, want to describe how your uh, wife refers to this episode or this TV show? I, I do not want to. <laughs> Because uh, it's a line that's screamed at Jerry by the Palestinian. Yeah, woman. my wife was like, I was like, what do you Larry. want to watch? And she's like, anything but the fuck me Jew bastard scene. There you go. You just did it. <laughs> yeah, I did. Congratulations. Yeah, I did it. What are some other subplots going on in this episode? Uh, there it's was the a whole LOL thing. Yeah. yeah, the LOL thing was very it's, funny. It's mostly the Palestinian. This chicken. is where Larry gets branded a social assassin for the first time. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I can't believe it's so late in the show. Dude. Yeah. One of his friends. Uh, they're at a dinner party and he oversees that Larry will call people on their shit no matter what the yeah. situation, even to his detriment. Yeah. And he has a friend who's sort of like whipped and his wife is this very loud, strong, domineering personality. She's portrayed by the actress who played Janice on Friends. Yes. Uh, Maggie Wheeler, which I think is great uh, casting because the thing that this woman does that her wife finds very annoying. His, yeah, her wife, her husband finds very annoying is lol she says lol and points to someone when they say something funny <laughs> yeah it's great this is very meta for me because that woman's entire career is based on the fact that the character she played in fat friends had an annoying laugh correct that's yeah. probably why they cast her. yeah i yeah. love that um so yeah he's like larry uh, larry backs into his car and owes him money for damages and he's like larry if you tell my wife how annoying it is when she says LOL, I'll just rip this bill up. I'll pay it. We'll, we're, we're all set. So Larry agrees to do it. It doesn't work. She sees through it. She's like, did my husband put you up to this? Yeah. Uh, this episode ends with a gif that we've all used before. Yep. Oh, it's there, so good. I forgot it was in this episode. Um, there's a, a new Alabas chicken opening up next to a, a Jewish synagogue. deli. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, sorry. Deli. And there's protests going on and both sides are trying to get Larry to join them. And he's just like... <laughs> He's standing in the middle and he's torn and it never shows which side he goes to. Yeah. I mean, there's so many little great things. I love that, like, uh, Jeff and Susie's daughter wants Larry to tell her mother how annoying it is that anytime she takes a sip of anything, she's like, <sighs> again, it fails. Yeah. Uh, there's a great showdown like during the finals of the golf competition that they're playing in where like it all comes out that people are having <laughs> cheating on each other which is a callback to the fact that jeff and larry were like wow if a jew really wanted to cheat on his wife he should bring her here bring her here yeah because he'll never see any other jews so and they good. did it's so insular it's so tight yeah and it, it it all basically ended with um larry confronting Susie about the uh drink thing and then um basically it all escalates and then their daughter basically says no it was me i i wanted to say something so i couldn't um 
or also was blackmailing him saying that so and so were cheating on each other and then it was just a whole big thing mayhem ensued hilarious yeah i love this one this is usually the part of the show where we ask people if we were talked into it but we're not doing that because we all like it we just wanted to talk about curve your enthusiasm yeah do you guys like it yeah. no yes. hate it no i mean like the audience oh. yeah you drop a us. comment what's your favorite episode like and subscribe hit me up on youtube i don't know how do we end these things watch the new season yeah, yeah, not sponsored. I mean, I kind of did ask you guys if you were talked into Casey Musgraves because you weren't big but that, fans. Yeah, we, yeah, we changed the format. How about this? Right, so. Are you guys going to watch the new season of Curb Your Enthusiasm? Yeah, we are, yes. Dan. You don't have to. Cool. Answer, so we're going to. Bye. <laughs> Honk. <laughs> they like it. Honk if you like Curb. <laughs> he drove by a Curb. Ooh. Welcome to the zeitgeist, fellas. My yeah. name is Jimmy, and I had a crush on and almost dated a girl when... Oh, I'm sorry. St- <laughs> Jimmy, start over, because you also didn't say that it's Kirby Enthusiasm. Oh, yeah. Well, it's implied. <laughs> it's, it's, it's implied by that poorly sung theme song. <laughs> Welcome. The implication. <laughs> yeah.